Welcome back to In My Feels. I am J.R.E. And I'm Emily. Yes, today, today we had Sienna Lalau as a guest, of course, if uh, you see the title down below, if you don't see it. Uh, so, <laughs> so talented at such a young age, which I'm hella jealous at, because <laughs> yeah, I real. wish I could dance that well at I probably could have if I actually kept my mind to it, to be honest. I think anybody could have at a young age if they kept their mind to it. Waiting for a collab between you and her, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, I, I am scared of that for some reason. I feel like I, feel like I need to get my, my like, fitness in check before I start doing all this <laughs> stuff first. But super talented at such a young age, at age 19, she already choreographed God's Menu by Stray Kids, which is freaking amazing. J-Hope's Chicken Noodle Soup, which I, I found that out. I was like, oh, snap, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, BTS's Dionysus and On, which is already iconic. And then Blackpink, How You Like That, which is like super, super popular. Soon to be more stuff as we've been told off camera. <laughs> yes, yes. That girl is hashtag talented. Like she's working with the biggest groups in the freaking world. Right. At 19 years old. And she worked with J-Lo. What the hell? She toured with BTS. Like what is happening? Like you already know she's going to be like hit up every time. And you know, at that, that's such a young age. Hopefully the pressure doesn't get to her. And I hope, I think she has good people around her either way. It seems like it. And from our conversation, she talks about how she's like, when she first moved to LA, she kind of lost her path and now she's found it. So like, she's, she's aware, she's self-aware, which I love. That's, that is good because she got that at a young age, I feel like where she gets a little lost and then comes back to reality. I feel like she knows that feeling and then she could come back again, especially with the people she's with, with family and stuff. I think that's important, especially when you get that, that attention, like that pressure onto you. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different, but what, what are you going to say? Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> you can hear like the, my throat like, <laughs> I know. Sorry, I was like, sorry. Oh, oh. sorry. I was just, <laughs> I was going to say, I just think it's interesting how she also, I think part of the reason maybe why is because she, her da dancing background wasn't necessarily a hobby the whole time. It almost mm -hmm. was bolstering her family, like keeping them above ground when they moved to. Oh yeah. It's a lot water, of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when she moved to LA by herself with just her mom and then she was just getting these so many opportunities, so much pressure, but she's just killing it. She's like a natural. So, and she had great mentors around her. So that's, you know, big up to them too. Yeah. Shout out to Dre for making that interview happen. I like really, Yo, really awesome. Shout out to Sienna for liking my content. <laughs> Did not know you were following me until I realized like, oh, why is she following me? But that's dope. Yes, yes. She was, she was great. I'm she's really excited. She's a dreamer. She's a dreamer. <laughs> she was a dreamer. Uh, but yeah. not only Sienna is like the most, you know, already Sienna already is, I think, one of our faves. But we have a lot of other great interviews coming up. Um, I guess we could say a little bit. Uh, Give him some one, hints. Yeah, a little hint, a little hint. Uh, one is a producer that has a famous producer tagline that everyone knows. Well, you should know. You should know If you it. don't know. He has some good. Oh, I already said he. <laughs> Whatever. He has some great stories to talk about on our uh, podcast, which was really interesting to know. And I think that was one of the longest ones that I was never bored in because I was so interested in what he has to say. Mm. Yeah, um, it was a real conversation. I love that. Yeah, he just went in. He was like an open book. I loved it. Um, another one. Uh, he was a part of a second generation K-pop group and now is a soloist, you know think about that and the last one we have coming up is a group in the philippines 
a boy group in the Philippines. That's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. Yeah. That's pretty exciting as well. Um, but yeah, uh, what else do we have, Emily? What else do we have? Also, again, shout out to Dre to setting setting up all of those interviews. Um, shout out to Dre. Also, Thank shout out to much. Kenny too for that. Shout out Philippine to Kenny connection. <laughs> yeah. yeah, King Kenny Slay might also be on the interview itself. That is true. Yes, so you might see that as well. Yes ice cream okay um all right but also in addition to these amazing interviews we have coming up in the month of august wow we're already in the month of august nearly um we also have um we kind of mentioned it back in june but we have some really cool round tables that are coming up we did have um, a north american youtuber round table back in june we've been working out some things behind the scenes and we are actually going to make all of these round tables available to all of you guys you know um within these round tables we're not going to announce exactly who yet but we have your favorite journalists your favorite producers and songwriters um those who work in live events and concert production more YouTubers, maybe on the Korean side of things, and a lot more coming on to do some roundtable panels with us to answer questions about the K-pop industry from their perspective. And it's obviously, I think, time to give the people behind the scenes some spotlight in order to see everyone that's integral to this K-pop industry besides the idols and groups themselves. So very excited to show these to you. Um, it'll be super informative and fun. Some you know, insider information that I think you guys will really want to hear. Of course, if you guys already been following the podcast or on our social medias at In My Feels Podcast on Instagram, I think, and In My Feels Pod on Twitter. I hope I got that right. But if you've been following that, we've been doing a giveaway. We've been talking about a giveaway, a 12 bundle, like, album giveaway. And the winner of that, we actually chose a winner. So hold up. Hold on to your pants. The winner of our second album bundle is Jade. Congratulations, Jade. And her email reads as, Hi, Dre and Emily. I am sorry, but I don't have my original email that says I'm a member, so I hope this screenshot is all right. I guess it's all right. Yes, is it checked? Okay. Double checked? All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure it's double checked. Thank you for doing these. It gives a chance for people who struggle to get albums. I live in South Africa, and the K-pop community is very small. Whoa. Uh, so we don't get albums here unless they're ridiculously expensive. I bet. I mean, shoot. They're really expensive in New York. Uh, <laughs> the COVID situation also doesn't help, which is very true. And hopefully that COVID will just pass. I don't know how, but I just wish it could just go away. For real. Thank you guys for the amazing podcast that keep me smiling in such a difficult time. Love you guys. Aw. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, dang. South Africa. I mean, obviously the K-pop community, I think, is still growing globally. It's gotten pretty big but it's cool that we were able to give like these amount of albums because i feel like albums is pretty expensive i feel um oh, yeah but yeah congratulations jade on this 12 album bundle holy crap yeah i have never <laughs> given that much in a while since the last one i think the last giveaway we gave how much 17 17 she's 17 yeah 17 albums um and the way jade that you can claim your albums so we can get them to you just reach out to us again through the In My Fields podcast email and put in the subject line, second album bundle giveaway winner, and we will correspond with you on how to get your albums. And of course, it is not an In My Fields podcast episode without a giveaway, although we did not do a giveaway the two episodes ago, but that's okay. We're just going to take a break. But we're going to do another one for this episode. And what we're doing is we're giving away two light sticks. So two light sticks to all... Oh, 
the Blink Army out there. I, do they have like a nickname, Blarmy? Like Blink <laughs> Army? I just Blink say Blink Ar- Army. Yeah. <laughs> Blink Army. Who? There's some one Army Blinks. Blink? Army Blinks. There we go. That's what it is. That's right. Army Blinks. But there's also uh, there's some fandom dual fandom that has like a anyway. So calling all army blinks out there we're giving away one bts map of the soul light stick and one black pink light stick as one bundle so this is your chance to win both of these super sought after light sticks as one package how do you enter well i'll mm. tell you all you have to do is follow us on twitter at in my feels pod so i n m y f e e l s pod P-O-D, um, on Twitter, comment tagging one friend below the pinned episode tweet. So that pinned episode tweet that's on the Twitter account, comment under that, tag a friend. That pinned episode tweet will be about Sienna, so it's not going to be hard to find. And we will pick a winner from those comments next week. And, of course, we will have another giveaway next week. Shout out to the eights and e's out there. It's a little sneak peek. Um, so, yes, that is our giveaway for the week. And um, yeah. thank you guys for being so supportive. And thank you, Jade, for being so supportive. You know? Thank you. And um, thank you uh, for listening to this podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. 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 Yes. Okay. Well, if that's all we have to do, you have anything else to say, Jay? Nothing much. Just everybody stay safe out there, to be honest. And just, uh, you know, continue to listen to In My Fields. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Well, alrighty then. Well, yes. As Jay said, stay safe. Stay positive and enjoy this interview with Sienna. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In My Feels. My name is Emily Heidel. I'm JRE, and we have a special guest. Introduce yourself. Ooh. What is up, guys? It's Sienna Lalau here. I am originally born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, and now I'm currently living in West Covina, California, making my dreams happen. I'm a professional Sheesh. dancer and choreographer, and I am 19 years old. Damn. Damn. <laughs> wow. Looks like I did the opposite. Well, my parents retired in Hawaii, so I'm stuck here for a bit. I'm in I'm in the big island though. I'm in the big island, so. Ah, I see, I see. Uh, I like the big island. Yeah, it's chill. It's chill. And I'm supposed to be in LA, but you know. Things have stopped. I was good. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, mm, I thought you was living in LA, but I'm not too sure. No. Everybody thinks I'm from LA, but I'm not. I'm from Miami, Florida. And ah, that's crazy. But I always vlog in LA. But yeah, living the dream at 19. At 19. <laughs> How many people tell you like, oh my gosh, you're so young for everything you're doing? Oh man, uh, I think, yeah, it's it's a lot of people that I just like, I'm surrounded by all the time. And for me, like, I don't really um, notice that sometimes because, you know, like for me, I'm, uh, I'm just constantly just, I, I'm a type of person that kind of just goes with the flow. So I never mm-hmm. really have time to kind of process, you know, the things that I do. Mm. Um, and so when I never take that time, like people are always like, dude, you know, like what the heck is like what you're doing? Like, it's crazy. Like, especially at your age. And I'm like, what? It doesn't even feel like that. Like just going with the flow. Yeah, exactly. I know. I don't know. It's crazy to me now that I, now, especially that we're in quarantine, I think I had a lot more time to kind of think about yeah. it. And so now I'm like, wow, that's, I understand what they're saying now. So mm. I'm blessed. So super blessed. Are you usually always busy that you can't just sit down and think or? Uh, yeah, I feel like even my mind doesn't really shut off. I think I've been having this problem too, like recently because mm. of just all the jobs. So um, mm. I stay up super late sometimes, like mm. whether it be to four or 5 a.m. Sometimes I stay up to like 8 a.m. sometimes because my brain is just never Yeesh. shut 
off. I'm constantly thinking about the next thing that I need to do, the next mm -hmm. job I need to do, or just things that I want to do personally for myself. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy schedule, but you know, I, I'm, I don't complain at all. I love hey. it. I think it's something that, um, that I'm so grateful to do in general. So definitely doing something you love. Yeah. What, what are some of the things you want to be able to do for yourself? Well, I think especially after moving to LA, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was separated from my family for a good three or four years. Um, it was just my mom and I living out here in LA and I was, um, I had my three other siblings and my dad still living in Hawaii at that time. So um, when I, when I first moved out to LA, it was kind of like, I had to do everything to kind of keep our family afloat because um, my mom had a hard time finding a job out here yeah. and my dad was oh, the only wow. income that we had. And so we kind of struggled in the beginning, but, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like with the grace of God, like he's been able to give me so many sure. different opportunities, you know, to, for me to keep my family afloat. So I don't really think I've had the time to really focus on myself more. It was just more of like doing things to help my family out in any way that I can, because they mm. sacrifice so much for me. So Hell some yeah. things that I kind of want to do for myself, it kind of just to get my life together in general, you know, um, find my own place soon, start branding uh, myself uh, individually a little bit better because I always kind of do things with the lab, uh, the studio right. that I dance with. So kind of uh, branching out to, I don't know, figure out uh, a little bit more of like who I am as a person and as a dancer and as a choreographer. So speaking about dance, <laughs> how, how, how much has your dance style changed throughout those years? Oh, wow. I, I think it's pretty much drastically changed. Um, I feel like I'm also the type of person that uh, kind of absorbs whatever environment that I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I feel like it really just depends on the people that I'm surrounded by. Um, and I feel like my style has changed because of that. Um, before, when I was living in Hawaii, you know, ever since 2014, mm -hmm. I was this full out dancer that had no control whatsoever <laughs> on my body. Mm -hmm. I was just throwing my moves everywhere. And, um, you know, I, I thought that um, that was like the only way to dance. And, you know, growing up a lot of my mentors and um, ever since I moved, I, ever since I started coming out to LA, they'd be mm. like, girl, you need to just tone it down like three notches a little bit. Oh. Okay, <laughs> You're raw. We love your power, but you're going a little too crazy over there. Like you're extra. I like it though, but you control now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I've definitely become a little bit more controlled. Um, I'm, I feel like I love to do different styles, first of all, of dance. Um, I love every style of dance, whether it be, um, you know, old hip hop ones and um, styles, even down to like salsa or ballet oh, yeah. or jazz. I love uh, being inspired by those different types of movement. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, I don't know, I, I definitely think it's changed uh, in the way I execute moves mm -hmm. uh, as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And especially the way I choreograph too, it's definitely changed a little bit more. Um, but I feel like I'm always the type of person, like I said, to kind of just absorb uh, whatever environment that I'm in or yeah, even yeah. any songs that I choreograph to or dance to I love to put myself in the artist's shoes and pretend like I'm that artist and just yeah mm. I don't know bring anything uh, <laughs> to that to the table in that way so so when you're so let's say you get an, a song and it's in a different language like Korean mm -hmm. um, first of all do you know any Korean 
Oh my God. So yes, I have been studying recently ever since quarantine happened. Well, mm. I've, I've been listening to K-pop and I've been watching Korean dramas ever since I was in middle okay. school, first of all. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I feel like I know like the basics, um, mm. but I really wanted to start learning Korean only because um, I'm in love with the culture, obviously. And since I've been choreographing for all this K-pop, you know, I was like, yeah. you know what, might Why as not? well, let's impress some people with my uh, my language skills, why not? <laughs> so, yes, annyeonghaseyo. Way better than I am. I don't know. <laughs> I remember when I first learned it, I think the first word I learned was, of course, annyeong, saranghae, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember someone cho- taught me chogyo, which means excuse me. But like, like, come, like, but I yelled it out loud in the sub, in the subway. They're like, I said it so loud and everybody looked back at me. I was like, oh, it worked. I was like, <laughs> like Chogyo. <laughs> Who was your first K-pop group that you, you knew of back in like 2000? I think it was, you said like 2011 in an article. Yes. Like, yeah. um, it was actually Girls Generation. Been a big fan of them ever since. Um, they were the first K-pop group I ever got into. And I think it was my cousin who just showed me um, one of their music videos, I think it was I Got a Boy. I Got a Boy, mm. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what is this? This is so cute. I love their outfits. <laughs> I love their hair. They're so pretty. And I was like, I don't understand a word that they're saying, yeah. but it's That's a bop for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, this is a, this is a straight bop. And so she was like, oh my gosh, you need to check out more. You know, like, um, they're in this girl's generation. They're so dope. And I was like, okay. I went on a whole, like, youtube search and of everything course. found every single song and i was obsessed after that and then she started showing me boy groups and then i got into xo and everybody hey. i was like oh my gosh so yeah that's how my whole k-pop journey started i guess hey, start with the sm nice yeah. <laughs> nice you know what's interesting when we okay so when we were recording the bts episode dre back in like february mm-hmm. uh we were talking about the the on music video and yes, we were talking it. about like you we were talking about you and dre was like oh let me go look her up and then we realized yeah. that you were already following dre and we were like, like yes <laughs> Because I was like, everybody's talking about Sienna. Even my audience was like, okay, oh, she choreographed a bit, or, or helped choreograph or choreograph? Is it like a mixture? I choreographed, yeah. Okay, so you Don't choreographed. Be you choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> so you choreographed it, and I was like, all right, cool, let me search her up because I'm always into dancers too. I was like, well, why is she following me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's a collaboration waiting to happen, right? Bro. <laughs> I, I suck at, I learned how much I suck at learning choreo, but catch me at a party, bro. Like easy money. <laughs> I'm a good freestyler. Listen, I got that Filipino Jamaican blood on me. I got the rhythm. <laughs> That's all the culture right there. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. That's awesome though. You seem very humble. Um, oh, very, you. very humble I though. Appreciate that. Thank you. And you said that, uh, you know, what makes a good dancer is your character. I'm sure being humble is a part mm. of that character as well. What other parts sure. of yourself would you say lends to your character as a dancer? Um, it's definitely uh, my family. I think my parents have always taught me to, you know, be uh, someone who others can lean on and be someone who uh, is just humbled in every way. And I really just pay tribute to the way my parents raised me in general. Um, I think they've always been, um, so they've always been such great parents and they've always taught me, you know, such good value to have such good values in life. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's just the people that I'm surrounded with every day. You know, I have my uh, directors from the lab 
who are amazing. They always hey. keep me on the right track and they always make sure shout out to them, Val and Carrie. Um, <laughs> they always just make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do things that will only further myself in my career and not go backwards. And I really just appreciate all of the, you know, the lessons that they've taught me because sometimes, you know, especially being out here, I'm not going to lie, I did lose my way a little bit at times, you know, you get a little bit caught up in things, but um, I'm so glad that I always, I, I always have people that will, you know, bring me back and humble me back to um, just my roots and just being, uh, staying true to who I am. That's good that you learned that at a younger age too, because same thing with me. And everybody told me when I was like younger, well, I was still older than you when I started, but younger. But people told me like, hey, when you go to LA, don't change, bro. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to change. I just told people like, yo, slap me across the face if I start changing. And I have. There's one moment like I remember that I started changing a bit and I caught myself. Oh, my fam caught me too. So uh, I see. Yeah, I had that same experience. I don't know. I think everybody, especially when you have a, a large following now, all of a sudden and you're like, exactly. oh, what to do with this? Yeah, but it, it's, it's a good lesson to learn, especially in the beginning, too. Totally agree. Would you say, like, when you, because I know what you're talking about in terms of the change, like, uh, would you say that change or losing your way, is that, like, thinking you, I don't know, becoming too prideful, or is it, like, becoming too, like, re like you leave the people behind who really put in the time and work for you, and, like, what, what, what would you, what did you see in that? I guess maybe it's not negative, but it was like just a change. No, no, no. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was actually believing that I wasn't good enough. And, you know, before mm. when I first came to LA, I was so determined. Um, I was very hardworking and I mm. wanted to, you know, make sure that I make made a name for myself in, um, in, in the most humble way, like in general. But um, I think for me, it was just like, I got into this really weird depressed stage and mm. uh, I would say like even recently too, I was very like um, just shut off to a lot of, especially the people that had been helping me. Like I mm. didn't really feel as motivated to do a lot of things. And um, mm. I think like for even my mom and I living out here by ourselves, you know, like sometimes I would even like treat her differently sometimes and I feel so guilty about that as well you know because she's been the only my my rock and my biggest yeah. supporter you know ever since coming out here um but it definitely I I think my my whole mental health was just so messed up and you know I I started to compare myself a lot to like all these different choreographers and dancers and I you know like I would think like oh yeah I'm not going to be I'm never going to be as good as them like mm -hmm. I knew I, I knew what I've done already and I knew I know who I am yeah. but I think after you know social media is such like a it's a great tool to have but That's it's crazy, such yeah. a, it's such a bad like platform to to right. for people to compare themselves you know to other people and I think that's just more of the aspect that I took it down was like looking at other people and thinking that I was never going to be as good as them but I was comparing myself to somebody who who I'm you know who I'm not even close to being like like if mm. that's they're their own person I'm my own person exactly and you know I finally realized that now and so I I try to like not think about that kind of stuff anymore but yeah it was definitely the change was more in the way I thought and yeah. my mentality okay. and especially like my emotional state so um, nothing too bad, but it was just more of like a... No, you caught yourself, basically, yeah. Yeah. And everybody has a different path, too, to be honest. I feel that. I feel that. Is it because of social media that uh, got to your head? Is that why? 
maybe a little bit yeah i would definitely say social media played a big part in that mm, okay especially when you have a big following you have more pressure to be honest too exactly i knew a lot of young creatives that went through the same thing whether it be in dancing community or beauty communities like oh no like, for sure everybody goes through it no nah, it's, it's normal it's normal don't worry <laughs> When submitting your work for dances like what you did for BTS, is Dionysus and On, how do you find inspiration from for our different groups, actually? Oh, I think for me, the inspiration just really comes from whatever the song is. Um, like for On and Dionysus, I loved how Big Hit was able to give us themes of what they wanted to see with the song. So Dionysus was like the Greek you know, yeah. gods and like the table. And so they gave me a bunch of different keywords and like things that they wanted to see, a guideline that they wanted to see. So, you know, that was very helpful. And I pulled a lot of my inspiration from that. For On, it was the drumline. And mm -hmm. I watched a lot of drumline videos. Yeah, for and, sure. Like, um, that shit was dope. And thank you. And I watched, I got a lot of my inspiration from that. They gave me like a reference video and everything. That was super cool. Um, but I think for like other K-pop groups, like, um, let's say like Blackpink, like mm -hmm. uh, it really just came down to the vibe of the song that it gave me. Yeah. I pull a lot of my inspiration from just like what I hear in general. Mm -hmm. And so like uh, in Blackpink's, like there was like a, a gypsy vibe that I could feel like, especially mm -hmm. like in Lisa's part, right? And yeah. so I tried to, uh, I tried to think about different movement in that way or, um, or when the beat drops, like I obviously got like that hip hop feel. So I tried mm -hmm. to pull inspiration from like different hip hop moves in general. So mm -hmm. um, I think it just really depends on what the song is. I pull my inspiration from so many different things, um, but it just really depends on what the company wants in general too. So they normally are giving you like keywords, like even yes. if, like, uh, so that's what I was, before I asked, like if you were, um, if you knew Korean, I was like, are you, they giving you the lyrics along with yes, it? Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, they do. I feel like that would help in Korea. Yeah, imagine if I had to look up every single lyric in life. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to see. <laughs> it's like a whole puzzle. Exactly. I know. <laughs> How was it like to work with Big Hit? Was that, unless you can't say. I can't say that much on it. Um, For sure. <laughs> um, I will say that they're great. They're a great company. I love every single person, you know, that we were able to work with. Mm, um, nice. And even down to BTS, they're so humbled, mm -hmm. so genuine. And hey, yeah, dope. I really liked working with them. And then Blackpink was literally obviously you send ideas, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these K-pop jobs, you kind of just send like a submission video, mm -hmm. and so um, that's just basically what it is. But I know I'm pretty sure those girls are down to earth and sweet. I mean, we see bet, bet. lots of videos. I watch a lot of a lot of like variety shows like on them and stuff. So yeah. I think they're cool. You know, 2019, you mm -hmm. were on tour with J Lo. Um, yes. and the world of dance, you also were on that as well. Yeah, I was uh, on world of dance one? season one with okay. uh, I'm a beast, and then season uh -huh. two, I was one of the choreographers for the lab, and then we won that season, right? Right, okay. Yeah. How did being on tour feel? What was that oh, experience wow. like? Wow, oh man, I felt like there were so many things that went on during tour, but overall, the experience was so amazing. I think the most amazing part of it was just being able to perform every night on stage. Mm. Like mm. you see the crowd that you're performing for and it's like, wow, like Bleh. every night was like that. And, you know, even just being on stage with JLo in general is like such exactly. an honor. 
Like she is such a great entertainer. Like her yeah. energy that she carried throughout her whole show was so amazing to even see. I'm like, girl, how are you not tired or out of breath? <laughs> stamina and endurance in. is kicking in. I loved it. Um, but yeah, like even just watching her was so inspiring. Like she had like, I think six acts for her entire show. Like oh, wow. every act had like a different look, a different feel. Sheesh. She sang so many songs and I was like, yo, at 50, like, are you yeah. kidding me? Nobody, ain't nobody doing that kind of stuff at 50 years old. So <laughs> she going in. She, yeah, she went in and I loved, I think that whole experience was just so, so great to witness in general. I think the, the other side of it, like the traveling and just being, That's tiring. For me, being surrounded by uh, a lot of kids that are under 18 <laughs> was definitely a challenge as well. Um, I love them, though. They're my family. Uh, it was a lot of the kids from the TV show World of Dance on the lab that won. And so there was eight of us in, uh, in total. We had some of our chaperones and, and uh, our manager go with us too but I think it was just the travel that kind of messed us all up you know being on different time zones every day and then being in a small bus it was fun in the beginning and then after a while we were so cramped and we're like damn what are we gonna do for the rest of this month <laughs> for tour this is crazy was it a month it was two months, two months. so the whole summer yeah June July and then um in August the first week of August, I think they went to the international part. So mm. they had like a charter, uh, a charter flight, I think, yeah. and they like traveled to different countries all around Europe. So wow, great for them. <laughs> okay, I was tired. I came back. I came back to LA because I was doing a different competition with the lab, but um, right. they looked like they had so much fun. It mm. was a great experience overall. I think it was just all the logistics of it, and the traveling that met like that just kind of messed us all up. So. Mm. How do you make sure to stay organized with all of the different things that you have going on? <laughs> I'm not a very organized person. I'm not going to lie and sit here and tell you guys that I am. I have so many different people that I'm so thankful for that keep my life very organized right now. So one is my mom and yes. the other is my manager, hey. um, Carrie. And they literally just make sure that I'm always on top of myself. If I didn't have them, oh, I swear I would be <laughs> such a mess. But um, just really surrounding yourself around like with people, you yeah, know, that'll, that'll keep you accountable. I, I don't do it all by myself, I promise. I'm not a very organized person in general. I'm, I'm only organized when I want to be. I'm a little lazy in being organized. So. I feel like creative people are very unorganized most of the time. Yeah, Bro. honestly, I don't, agree with that. Cause don't look at my, my room right now. Tells me that. <laughs> okay, <same. laughs> I, I remember I shared a story about like my table mess. I still haven't organized that, by the way. But that was like two weeks ago. Nope. Pretty It'll close. get done tomorrow. I mean, when I feel inspired, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right now, I'm just doing other things on the computer, you know. How often are you staying up till 8 a.m.? Um, it's really only when I have, like, a big job that I need to get done. I just feel like I never can, like, I'm never really satisfied sometimes with, like, the product that I put out. I love okay. to just make, like, little changes here and there, only to just make it better. Yeah. Um, and I was also taught that, like, the small edits that you make really just add up to like the big wins that you want. Well, JLo came into our studio once, uh, it was like during Thanksgiving time. And, you know, she watched our set that we were going to be competing with at this one competition. And she was telling us like, it's good, but like, there's a lot of small different things that you can fix here and there. 
and you just do that along the way that'll add up you know to the to the bigger win in the end so we're like okay I, I get that and so now ever since I've really take I've really taken that critique and I've kind of like applied it to everything that I do I only stay up until until 8 a.m when I like absolutely like just want it to be like the best that I can put out you know in a sense so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really bad even my manager talks to me about that she's like girl you need sleep and I'm like, mm. Carrie, you know, <laughs> eh. I might as well just do it right now when I'm young and then later on I'll chill. But for now, like, I need to get this done and put it at its, like, highest quality, so. No, oh, I feel that. Even with me one time. Well, way back when, I mean, when I started. I went ham. Uh, to a point where it did affect my health, though. <laughs> so I, sleep is important, y'all. Let me... It is important. <laughs> it is important. important. But... but I used to go on the grind so hard to a point where... For a month, I did like two hours a day to sleep. <gasps> wow. I think I heard from somebody that like, you really only need three hours of, three hours of sleep to function, but yeah. two hours, I don't know about that. <laughs> so like, if you're at 19 years old, you've accomplished all this, right? Mm. Where do you see yourself in like the next three years when you're going to be 22? Ooh, um, I feel like right now, well, we obviously can't really do that much in quarantine, you know, yeah, Corona. Sure. Thank you, 2020, mm-hmm. for hitting us yeah. with that. Uh, <laughs> but I want to see myself just constantly doing something every day or like working on multiple different things every day. You know, I never want to settle just for for the least amount that I can do. I always want to do more and more and more. And I think for me, that would be seeing myself, whether it be creating for like commercials or music videos mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time or even movies or I think just digging a little bit more deep into the industry, uh, the commercial industry a little bit more. And, um, you know, really just establishing uh, my name and who I am and um, making sure that it's a consistent flow of work and not just like a, just I'm going to do this sporadic. on this day, this next month. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just constantly nah, staying busy and being consistent with uh, how hard I'm working. Who would you uh, hope to work with in the future? I mean, here in this podcast, we like to talk about manifesting where we just say something and then maybe it'll probably happen. Yeah, but who would you like to work with in the future? Any name. It doesn't have to be K-pop. It doesn't have to be anything. This is always <laughs> my dream. The queen, Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even just to like be in her presence would be so amazing. Like, That'd be dope. Hell yeah. Man, I have been in love with Beyonce ever since I was a little girl. I think just like the performer that she is, mm-hmm. the person that she is, is just so amazing. And, you know, I've always been super inspired to perform like her always. And I think that's where I get a lot of like, where my performance kind of is inspired from, you know, mm-hmm. the way I am as a character on stage or as a dancer. I really loved watching her growing up. Ah, oh, man, if I could work for her just to like even dance, if if it was a slight one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, I would be so <laughs> content with that. Yes. Oh my gosh. You could say you work with Beyonce, even if it's for the short. I was actually very curious, you know, how like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce on stage and stuff like that. Do you have your Sasha Fierce on stage? Um, I think I definitely do. I don't have a name for her yet, though. But, um, <laughs> you know, when I was younger, uh, a lot of my choreographers and my mentors, they used to call me like Mufasa. <laughs> and, um, I kind of understand it now. Mufasa was definitely like my alter ego. Um, whenever I stepped on that stage and when I was younger I didn't really like that name because I was like (laughs) I was like it don't I don't know like 
I wanted to be a little more girly like and I was mm. like but now I feel like Mufasa is like such a, a perfect name to kind of describe like who I am you definitely go ham for sure no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, aggressive. you have this like I, facial expression. It's like, like that, it's hard. I call it the stank face. I don't know. That's what uh, it's face. Like, mm. <laughs> Definitely give me chills sometimes. I was like, oh shit. Does it switch into like Mufasa, like, or is it kind of just a? All right, I'm about yeah, to start. No, no, I start. think it's always a switch. Yeah, when I hear mm. the music, I kind of just turn into this whole mm. different person. Mm. Um, and that's what a lot of people have always told me. Like growing up, they're like, "Wow, I never expected you to be this nice, you know, in person." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why? They're like, because on stage you're like a whole different person. I swear you look like a bitch, and like you just look like you. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna like tear shit up. up. But I'm yeah, like, it does look like that though. No, no lie. <laughs> <laughs> Dre, you have a switch as well. We've talked about this. People don't know that really, but uh, yeah, I have a switch. Yeah, when I'm on camera, it's totally different. When I'm, when you get to the, talk to me one on one, I'm probably like the most. I'm just more chiller. I'm a lot quieter too. I've always, a, I've always been a shy kid growing up. Wow. But when it came to like, when I got into like college, I did TV production. I said this so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like people don't know this still. But uh, I don't yeah. know it. I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I mostly said it on my podcast. I did TV productions growing up. And the teacher, the professor, always pushed me to do Anchorman because I was the quietest kid. So I basically made this hyper version, hyper rise version of myself, which now is Dre. But even though everybody called me Dre back in the day, either way. So it really helped me, like, turn it on. Even, like, if I'm on stage, if I, of course, everybody wants to see a body roll and see me dance, I'm like, all right, let me hit it. It feels good, though. I mean, I still get nervous. Do you still get nervous on stage? Or? Um, I think it depends on what it's for. I think, recently, I don't think I've been <clears throat> that nervous sometimes. But I do remember the last time I, I got nervous was uh, when we performed at the Rose Bowl at BTS's concert. Oh, you were there? Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah, yeah I was on stage oh, with them and like 90,000 people in an arena. Yeah. was like, it was a lot. Oh, my gosh, this is crazy. That was a lot of people. Yeah. So electrifying. And like, I think just seeing how, oh, my gosh, the screams and that day. Oh, my gosh, it was so loud. Um, but you feel it. You you definitely feel it inside in here, and it makes you. It just makes you want to go off even more, you know, as a performer on stage. And man, I can't imagine what BTS feels every single time they get to perform like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, I was so, so nervous. I felt overwhelmed by just the whole crowd. I was like, I remember saying this to when I first watched it. I was like, yo, this is on some Beyonce Drake level kind of ish right here. <laughs> yeah, because watching him grow up, I was like, dang, you. Will selling out 90,000 right I went to their concert at the um Staples Center that one yeah. time even that too I was like oh my god yeah I was looking up and down at all the everybody was like filled, this is like crazy. and then seeing out. it at the Rose Bowl I was mm -hmm. like you just see all the lights in the crowd I'm like whoa all in sync and everything I was like wow this is crazy I know but you had to perform. I was just enjoying myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, that experience was so crazy. So that's yeah, the last man. time I think I got nervous. But ooh. I guess speaking of all of this, like, you know, your nickname is Mufasa when you go on is stage or your Sasha Fierce. Okay, I didn't, I haven't gone by it in such a long time, but I might, I might bring it back. We'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and speaking of all that though, like Mufasa is someone who is feared and loved. Would you rather mm. be feared Oh, what a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that was a good question though. Shit. Okay. Um, I think I'd rather be loved, uh, but respected. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Feared. I don't really like operating anything out of fear. I think that fear is such a, it's such a like emotional based feeling to like always operate out of, you know, I think especially like, like everything that's been going on in the world, fear yeah. is not never the answer, you know, to get our problems and just anything that we go through situated or, or find exactly. solutions to it. Um, there's, I think that operating out of fear is such a weird it's such a bad thing to do a lot of the time. But, you know, if we can operate out of love, I think that's just going to make everything, mm-hmm. you know, so much better. So I'd rather be loved for sure, but respected. Right. Respect is a key word, yeah. Do you, um, do you miss anything from Hawaii? Uh, everything. I miss <laughs> everything. The warm, genuine people. I love LA. I love the city, but woo. oh, we could talk about LA. I hated. I didn't even. I, I didn't even think about moving to LA. But when I first went there, I was like, "Yeah, I hate LA. I'm not gonna lie." But LA's LA's dope. It's more like some people. Some people ruin it for you. Only some. I feel that. But um, I miss the people. I miss my family. I miss mm-hmm. the beach. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I miss the beaches. I miss the food. Most importantly, too, food. the food. Oh, that just needed a moment of silence. Because <laughs> Yo, Hawaiian food. Bro, I don't even know how y'all eat Hawaiian food. Man, that's, I remember one time when I first went to Hawaii with my best friend, who's also from uh, Oahu. He fed me everything. I gained like 10 pounds in three days. Bro, <laughs> like, and I was working. I was weightlifting at the same time. Too, oh, but... my gosh. <laughs> What's the Hawaiian cuisine? Like, what What it's about it? Is... It's, a, it's a lot of like pork, fish. Okay rice we love rice too so we eat rice with everything i Mm. I feel like that's probably why you probably gained a lot of pounds too it's because we eat rice with everything oh i just miss it so much there's so many different cultures in hawaii hawaii is kind of like a melting pot where you have Mm. so many different you know people of different cultures come all over the place to live there and i think Mm -hmm. that's pretty i feel like that's a big reason why i was always like taught to you know treat people equally in Mm -hmm. in a way and everybody in Hawaii knows that, like, when you, because we have so many different cultures, it's so great to always appreciate every single person there. It's just the different cultures of food that you have there. They kind of put their own little spice and little kick on it. For sure. Their own little flavor, and it's so good. Oh. No, that's bomb. Not going to lie. I agree. The one time I went to Hawaii, I went to a luau, and they had this, like, mm-hmm. purple um, mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, sort oh. of, like. Yeah, taro. Yeah, yeah. Taro? Okay. Poi, I, that's or poi. Terror or poison. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. yeah, it tasted similar to mashed potatoes, but not exactly like it. Yeah, it was really good. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Nice. You would find that in Cali, though, too. I feel like Cali has a lot of that. But it's probably not as good. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. Nah, Hawaii is a different level of like chill. Like, I didn't know what chill was, but Hawaii is. And the warmth of the people. I remember when I, again, when I first came through here, I was living with my, my friend. We were on a run, and he would say hi to everybody. I'm like, and they would say hi back. I was like, oh, you know this people? It's like, nah. I'm like, what? Because I come from the East Coast, Miami, New York. I'm like, we can't do that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've been to New York and, and Florida a couple times, too, so I know yeah. what you mean. When was the last time you were able to go back? Um, well, before COVID hit, uh, I think the last time was Christmas. Oh, snap. It, it's not too bad, but I do, definitely do miss it. But all my family actually just moved up to LA so my oh. sisters oh, my brother and my dad they were oh, living nice. in Hawaii and we were separated but now we're finally Everybody all here. together yeah oh, and that's good. my sister just uh, graduated high school so I actually Thanks. missed that I wasn't able to go oh. back home because that's when COVID hit right mm. so 
What do you like to do in your free time when you're not, you know, your mind isn't reeling? I'm like, oh, let's see. When do I have free time? (laughs) No, um, I think for me, my free time consists of different things. Usually Mm -hmm. I like to just kind of chill, watch Netflix, HBO Max. I don't know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever I'm kind of like streaming at the time. Or just kind of listen to music and Mm -hmm. sit outside and enjoy the nature and I don't know, do different things. But recently I've been into like drawing and sketching a little bit more i'm not a good i'm not a good artist just a disclaimer um but (laughs) i like just like making i don't know i like drawing my name or different you know adding designs on it i feel like i try to still do things that will open up my mind creatively but not in a pressured way just more of like feeling free to just do whatever i want yeah how often are you going to the lab like per week during this whole time? Um, I think when quarantine first started, just stayed home right. for a lot of, uh, for I think like a whole two months. Mm-hmm. And then the lab uh, finally kind of just opened up like a virtual training session um, that we opened up to like all these different people like internationally. With that, I think uh, training has been now two days a week, Mondays mm-hmm. and Wednesdays. Um, but usually uh, I go pretty much every day because I'm working on a job at some for most of the time i'm not there as like often as i used to be before corona and everything hit because when i was going to the lab like every day before corona it was usually for like a good amount of hours especially like when we work on competitions and stuff and uh different projects usually our rehearsals consist the minimum is usually like eight hours of rehearsal of practice Mm. and i think the most sometimes is usually 12 or 13 hours of practice a day yeah a day so (laughs) (laughs) wow wow that work definitely has paid off no thank you yeah it just really depends on what we work what we work on but i usually go to the lab pretty much every day and do Mm. something at what point did you go from a dancer to a choreographer and were there any challenges you faced as you were learning to be a choreographer as well yeah so um for me i became a choreographer at such a young age i was at 11 years old and it was because i was dancing for my church dance group at the time they kind of i was kind of like the only person that was experienced enough which is so weird i was 11 at that time i was like Mm -hmm. i don't have that much experience but they wanted me to start teaching uh our dance group so I became a choreographer I didn't really I don't really consider myself being a choreographer at that time but that's where I started to learn how to make up my own pieces and my own choreography I definitely sucked in the beginning obviously like anybody does like when you're trying something new you're not going to be great at it right so um, over time I started to learn even more and I got into teaching um, a little bit more too at my studio uh, hyper squad back then I was teaching kids at first and kids are a whole different story of like, you know, how (laughs) of teaching because you need so much discipline and uh, just so much patience with them. And so I learned a lot definitely from teaching them. I think over time I started to uh, just help choreograph for like the older kids. And um, ever since I started coming out to LA, I started to explore more on choreography and then it wasn't until I met the lab where they, you know, helped groom me into the choreographer that I am today. Um, I would definitely say the challenges were just trying to understand how to communicate who I am through choreography and trying to execute different moves on 
based off of what I feel when I listen to music. I think that was mm-hmm. one of the biggest challenges for me too. I've done an okay job at like learning how to express myself through dance, but you know, through choreography, it's a whole different story mm-hmm. um, because then you're kind of just like telling people a story or like whatever you're, you're trying to get off of your chest in your own words. And sometimes no. I never really knew how to speak for myself in a sense. And so that was definitely like one of my uh, biggest challenges. And then I think when I started living out in LA and dancing with the lab, it was definitely learning how to put it in clearer formations and mm-hmm. making sure, you know, that people were moving to different spots very yeah. cleanly and mm-hmm. having just a good structure of it. At what point did you realize that your work was, cause you said like you started at 11 and you didn't know like if you were able to be a choreographer, at what point, at what age or what point in your life did you realize that your choreography was like of value, like that to yourself at least, other people might've seen it, but what point did you realize like, oh, like my stuff is great? I don't think it was until I was pretty recently, like 16, 17 years old. Because all that time, I was kind of just choreographing because other people told me to. And, you know, when I was when I started at 11, I was kind of just choreographing because um, it was more of like my job or my duty because Mm -hmm. people asked me to. And I never really knew how to be my own person through my own choreography. It was just kind of I was just kind of doing it because I was forced to in a sense but when I was 16 or 17 I think I started to realize like oh actually like I have something to say you know when I dance and I think it would be really cool to like take this a little bit more seriously. There's another video um I saw you do with someone yes, yes, from yes. Winter. Uh, yes. What was that experience like? It was so fun. I mm-hmm. That was my first time in Korea actually mm-hmm. and the only time I've been to Korea for uh for the past couple of years but I loved it. I loved being at the YGX Academy. I think that that place is so nice. First of all, I was like, wow. Every every like five seconds I was walking through the building, I was like, wow, wow. It's like the place where y'all were dancing, it looked like super royal. Like it was like Oh my gosh, it ornate. looked so bougie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the chandelier, the, yeah. the wall painting in the back, the tigers. And the oh, yeah. I was like, oh wow, this is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... I was teaching a masterclass um, at that place. And so that experience was so fun. You know, the I love Korean dancers. They're so energetic. And um, I think when I was teaching them, they were very responsive. Even though we don't speak the same language, they kind of were like, yeah, yeah. I was like asking like basic questions, you know, do you want to move on? Is everybody okay? I didn't really know too much Korean at that time. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't really speak to them that much. But I would give like little hints here and there and they were loving it. But um, that experience was so great. And then Huni from winter he came in to take my class and I was like wait what because uh, the I think the the manager of the the YGX Academy was like oh yeah one of our uh, artists she was like he wants to come and take your class I was like my class I was like is he sure okay well fine bring him in and That's so she dope. was like yeah can you just do a do a duet uh do a duet with him after and I was like yeah totally hey. done done and done <laughs> he's super cool too such a chill person that was sick. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be back in Korea very soon. Very, very soon. Yes. Uh, yes. So after all of this. Let's go into a little bit off topic then. Do you believe in that Zodiac astrology thing? I don't, but I like reading them because Same. I think it's kind of like cool to, to see, you know, like that perspective on, on life and see what um, i'm a sagittarius yeah. well you know like ever since i came to la like i <laughs> okay. never even like 
the zodiac signs are not even a big deal in Hawaii. Yeah. Like astrology mm-hmm. isn't really like a the big a big thing that you talk about, you know, with mm-hmm. your peers and your friends mm-hmm. in Hawaii. But when I came to LA, I swear some of the first questions that people would ask me what's were like, Oh, what's your sign? Really? That's the same thing with me. I'm like, my sign. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, your zodiac sign. I'm like, what is that? And they're like, you don't know what that is. I'm like, sorry, that's like not a thing, you know, where I'm from. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, they're explaining it to me. And so I got a little interested, you know, into like seeing like what that was about. And I kind of like, I'm, I don't really like believe in it too much, but it just makes me kind of interested, you know, to see what it's about. Hey, shout out to the Sagittarius. I'm a Virgo. Oh. I'm like more laid back. Is that a good thing? I don't know. No, no, no. It's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing because my director is a Virgo and mm-hmm. I absolutely love her for sure. I think Beyonce's a Virgo too. So She is a Virgo. I think she is, yeah. <laughs> oh, Libra. It could be a movie, a song that could just either make you happy, sad, or like it could be any type of feel. I would definitely say... The biggest two are music and movies, for sure. Because I dance to a lot of, like, upbeat, Mm -hmm. um, fast songs that, you know, make me want to, like, just, like, go off and become this different character. Sometimes I like slowing it down a little bit, you oh, know, yeah. and mm. I love listening to like some Summer Walker, some Danae, yeah. some, uh, some R&B music just in general, R&B and soul music, because I feel like that always kind of like just makes me at ease. And mm. it kind of, you know, uh, I've been through a lot of like different situations with okay. relationship wise. And okay. so it kind of makes me, it makes me think about, you know, the lyrics for sure. It makes me think mm. about certain moments and i'm like oh goodness so i think that's especially summer walker sure. yeah summer yes walker. and then when i watch movies i'm the biggest cry baby for oh, sure. no. like Damn. the smallest things will make me cry and sometimes i like think of it as if it were happening in my life that's why and i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh it. if that were to yeah i get so into it that i'm like if that were to happen to me oh my gosh i would not be uh i would not mm-hmm. have dealt with it you know the way that the character would have so i'm surprised you've been able to like have time to have like a relationship with all the stuff you've been you know <laughs> doing <laughs> like it's very, it's it's very like low key, low key. That's the problem I think I've had with uh, those different relationships is that the fact that I don't have time. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why sometimes I've had to kind of just scale it back. Aside yeah. And, yeah. I feel that. Ugh, I never really talk about that kind of stuff. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome okay. to In My Feels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the dancer, and Dre, we've kind of spoken about this before, the dancer world, a lot of dating goes on in between. I like, I know a lot of dancers too, but I'm like, I'm like, what? It's true though. There's a, there's a lot of people in the dance industry and the dance world that, you know, you get it together and then you see their friend getting with their ex it's and crazy. so on and so forth. It's a, it's a whole mess. It's a mess. My God. Oh, I love that. Thank you for divulging a bit of your love life for us. Oh Thank my you. God. <laughs> Just a bit. No, you're good. Well, thank you so much, Sienna, for taking the time. No, thank for you real. guys for having yes. me. This is yeah. great. Yay. So natural. Yeah. I felt like I was just having a great conversation. That's how we want to feel, yeah. And thank you guys for listening to In My Feels. Um, but until next week, I'm Emily. I'm JRE. And I'm Sienna. Peace out. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>